0: You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Church. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Let's jump in.
1: Good morning. How are you all? You great? Happy Mother's Day. So, I'm not Pastor Jody. Um, So, we had some confusion
2: She she kicked me out. She said, I got this, and said, I don't need you. That's what she said. That's a good mama.
1: Do you think they believe that? Okay, I think they know me better than that. Hey, man, like that. Um, but I do feel like um, I, I kind of want to tag into what Jody started last week, if that's okay, and keep going. And um, so before we start, if we could just pray, because um, I believe that God just wants to speak to our hearts today. So, Lord, I just want to pray for each and every person here. Lord, help me calm my nerves and breathe, Lord, so that I can speak your words. Because I know in my own self, I have nothing to say. But, Lord, I know you have a lot to say to your children today. And so I pray that no matter what is spoken, Lord, that they hear your voice in some way, some form today, Father. And I just thank you that you are always faithful to do that. In the name of Jesus, amen. So um, today's message is is called Eyes Wide Open. And um, there's a couple of ways that I want to look at that um, together. Because when Jody finished his message last week, he talked about um, how God sees us and provides for us. And it just really struck a chord with me. I don't know what you're dealing with, what you're going through right now. Um, but just to know that God sees us is huge. I don't know about you guys, but I think maybe it's more for women. I don't, I'm not sure, but, um, there's something about being understood. Like if, if I feel like somebody's not understanding me, then there's like this disconnect or somebody takes something I said the wrong way and I'm like, you obviously don't know me. I would never mean that, you know? Like, so there, there's just something about being misunderstood and, um, I just love the idea that God truly does see us. And so I kind of wanted to go a little further with that today. So Eyes Wide Open is about how we can, can live with our eyes wide open to what God has for us. Um, when I looked up the definition of Eyes Wide Open, it says to be fully aware of what could happen. Now, that can take me down a rabbit hole really quick. There are a lot of what ifs in the world. Aren't there, you ever do that? What if? What what if? My kid's driving today, what if? Like, I mean there's so many things that can be these what if so we could look at it that way and say being, you know, you might say if you're going into a new job, you're going in with your eyes wide open, knowing that there could be risk involved, knowing that there can be hard things involved. Um, but I want to sort of take it from a different perspective today as well and talk about in order for us to live with our eyes wide open to see what could be, then maybe we need to understand that God has his eyes wide open and that he sees you. And so I just wanted to talk about a few scenarios, um, mostly from the New Testament, the Gospels, because we are it's the Gospel effect, right? That's what we're in. We're talking about the Gospel effect. And so um, before we get to that, though, I did want to talk about one more thing. In the Old Testament, there's something called the, and I think Jody talked about this a few weeks ago, the Urim and the Thummim and we don't exactly know for sure what they were but they believed it was in the um the priestly outfit and there was a, it was a way that they could if there wasn't a there was a decision to be made they could ask the lord and it would be one or the other and it would be a yes or no so you couldn't just ask any like so lord what are the 15 steps to take to get here like you couldn't do that it was either yes or no but the interesting thing to me is that these stones or whatever they were, didn't mean yes and no. They meant lights and perfections. And so that tells me that there's something, and I was speaking with a friend probably last year about this, and she was sharing with me from the Jewish perspective that oftentimes we can look and see with our natural eyes what is lit up. There are certain things that we can see logically, This is lit up, this is lit up okay. So I can make an informed decision based on what I can see. But on the other hand, perfections. God is the only one that can see perfectly. And he can see more than I can. So maybe it's not between a bad and good choice. But it's just between two choices and I'm not sure which one's better. Does that make sense? So sometimes we can see certain things in life and we say, this looks like the logical choice or this looks like it might be a good choice. But then we take it to the Lord and we say, but Lord, do you see something I don't see? So it's not between good and bad, but it's between what I see and maybe what God sees. Because God is always moving. He is always moving things. He is always at work and he's always at work around us. We just can't always see it with our eyes. So I love this, um, this idea because it helps us see that there are things we can see naturally, but then there's a lot that the Holy spirit can reveal to us as well. And, um, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I get excited about God's word really. Um, so let's look at some ways that God does see with his eyes wide open. Okay. In John chapter four and verse six through 19, and I'm not going to read the whole story to you because most of you are probably familiar with this story, but this is about the Samaritan woman at the well. And she came to the well to get water and Jesus asked her for water. And during this whole time, I mean, he's not even supposed to be talking to a Samaritan, right? That's sort of like taboo. You don't do that. And so, especially not by yourself, So here he is, he's talking to the Samaritan woman and he's telling, um, asking her for water and she's getting in this conversation and he says, if you knew who you are talking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. She could only see what she could see, right? But God could see that she was thirsty. He sees you when you're thirsty and it's not just this water quenching thirst, but it's this thirst as he began to tell her about her life. Um, he knew that the man she was with was not her husband. Okay. There were some Jerry Springer kind of stuff going on. I don't know. Just some stuff. Okay. Going on. And Jesus said, look, I know, but if you want the real water, if you want the living water, Ask me. He sees you when you're thirsty for more. Not for what is not fulfilling you in your life. He sees what you're really thirsty for. So he sees you when you're thirsty. Um, I also want to look at Matthew 15. And this is when Jesus was feeding the 4,000. And it says, this is Matthew 15... Verse 32, then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd. I love how many times, if you look through the New Testament, how many times, it depends on the translation, but most translation use the word compassion so many times, Jesus has compassion for you. It says, then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd. Because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. This is physical food. God sees your physical needs. He sees when you are hungry. And he is not willing to send you away without what you need. He sees that. If your bank account is a little low right now and you're thinking about grocery, God sees that. Now, we have to keep our eyes open because he's probably going to give you creative ways to earn money. He's probably going to give you creative ideas and things um, that maybe like we can't just sit around and expect a mail, you know, something in the mail. Or, you know, God does that. Nothing against that. I'm all about checks in the mail. But most of the time, it's some kind of creative idea or some kind of Uh, way that he's going to help you receive what you need. Okay. So he sees you when you're thirsty. He sees you when you're hungry. And then I'm sorry, I don't have this scripture to you guys. I just thought of it earlier, but I also want to read John six and verse 33. It says the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. How many times have you felt rejected? Boy. That's one, that's a fear of mine. Many times I won't talk to people, not because, I mean, I'm shy anyway, but it's because I'm, I'm afraid of rejection. I'll be quite honest with you. That's why maybe I don't always let people see the real me or let them in all the way till I can truly trust you because you might leave me. You might reject me, you might decide I'm not worth it. Have you ever felt like that? But God sees you when you're thirsty, he sees you when you're hungry. Um, he also sees you when you feel harassed and helpless. Um I'm going to read the verse to you. Matthew 9:36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. There's that word because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, Several of you have heard my goat story. Okay. But if you haven't, here we go. A few weeks ago, I decided to try to think like a farmer. I thought I could do this. And so I'm thinking like a farmer, we've got this whole area that is like underbrush, thorny mess. And I'm thinking a goat could handle that. A goat. We probably need two because I I know they're herd animals. But I'm thinking, okay, a goat. We need a goat. We'll tie them up. They'll eat it up. We'll move them around. I'm thinking, this is smart. Okay. So I gather up two of my children. We go to buy a goat. And I'm like so proud of myself. I've got this goat. Get it in the truck. And then I finally, we're in Alabama. So I stop at my parents' house to see my mom. She wasn't feeling well at the time. And uh, we're doing okay except for this goat is going like crazy. And so all of a sudden, we had it harnessed and everything, but obviously not well enough. But this goat takes off. I mean, off. Like, whoosh, they're really fast. Goats are fast. And so my two girls, of course, they start running after this goat. And I'm like, paralyzed. What do I do? What do I do? I just paid for this goat and I'm going to lose this goat. And so I jump in the truck and I drive down the road thinking I can head them off. You know, I found out there's a reason there are cutter horses. I didn't understand all that. But now I understand cutter horses and all that, what they're doing. So here I go in my truck down the road. And my girls are like trying to corral this goat. It gets to a part where, so we're at the lake. My parents live on the lake. And there's a fence. And so the goat gets to this place where it can't cross the land. So what do you think the goat did? I'm watching this goat, and I'm thinking, surely this goat will swim back to me. Can goats swim? Surely they can. So I'm watching this goat. It's out in the water, treading water like this, and it's just looking. And I'm like, come on, goat. You can do this. You know, come on. And so it's not coming on. So guess what I have to do? (laughs) Jeans and all in the water. Here I go. Take my boot, my muck boots, I put them off, get in the water, literally up to here to get this goat. What have I done? I am wondering what have I done? Okay. So I get this goat. It's all soaking, sopping wet. I'm all soaking, sopping wet. And this was a few weeks ago. It was not that warm. So here comes my dad up on the golf cart. I think it was my dad. Thankfully, I'm like, whoo, thank you. All right. So I get on the back with this goat. I look crazy. I'm on the back with this goat and I'm like, thank the Lord. I didn't lose that money. Jody is going to kill me. <laughs> okay. So we get back to the house. We get it in the truck. I'm like, oh, breathe. All right. So we get home. I put this, I give the harness to, to Grandmother Shirley. She sews it up tighter because we realize it wasn't tight enough, obviously. Sew it up tighter. Okay, so now we feel a little bit better. We have it corralled, and everything's good. I'm working in the garden, and one of my daughters decides she has to pet the goat. Like, she has to. Okay, so I undo all this work that I had to make sure this goat was secure. And I'm thinking she's just going to, like, you know, reach in there, pet the goat. Now, Well, this goat takes off again. I mean... So, here I go. Well, we had this guy painting, our, working on our house. And he turns around and he goes, she's gone. <laughs> I said, thanks, appreciate that. But I'm thinking, Jody's going to kill me. He's gone in North Carolina to a funeral. And I bought a goat. And I've lost the goat. So, here I go, trucking in this back cow pasture. So, here I am in this. And the cows are, like, actually quite helpful At first. At first. So they like corral the goat. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Okay, I can do this. So I'm over here and I'm like, this goat's like right there. And I'm like, oh, I'm almost there. Like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, like wrestle it. I don't know. But I was going to do something. And so here's this goat. And as soon as I get like right here, because they corralled it. Like, so here I am. And sure enough, boom, that way. I was like, oh, no. Well, then the cows started chasing it. I didn't know cows chased goats. Two pastures back to a, wooded, to a wooded area, and I'm watching this goat just run away. All right, so I decide i got to go back and get my boots because I'm in sandals and this is not going to work. So I go back, get my boots, realize my kids were missing because they're looking for the goats. So I had to find my kids first. Then once I found my kids, I'd, I'm going to go after this goat because this goat was expensive. So here I go in my boots, and I get to the woods, and I see the goat. Lord, you are so good. And I'm sitting here telling the Lord scripture, you know, like Eve, Eve is called Eve because she's the mother of all living. So I'm like, Lord, you said we are the mother of all living. You got to help me get this goat. It is living. Help me with this. And so I get around and I'm trying, I'm going to chase it back to the house, right? So I'm chasing it back. And then it sees Julia Kate and darts the opposite direction. God, I cannot get a break. So... Long story, somewhat short, I I find myself in this beautiful field of wildflowers. I mean, I mean, it's breathtaking. Flowers up to like here. I don't even know where I'm at, to be honest with you. I'm like two fields back, two fields over maybe, so I'm not sure where I'm at. But I find myself in this field and I just look up and I think, this is beautiful but I got to find the goat. So I'm looking for this goat and I'm chasing this goat. We're hours. Okay. Hours looking for this goat. The girls come with me and we heard it once. We were like, Oh, there it is. And then we just never found it again. And so finally my dad met us at the street over and he took the girls home. He, He drove all the way from Alabama to help me find this goat. So sweet. And so anyway, we're, um, the girls have gone back with my dad, and, and I'm, I'm doing everything. I've got my phone on playing goat sounds, trying to draw it out. <laughs> I, I've got a bucket, trying to shake it. Maybe they are come for some feed. I don't know. I'm trying everything I can possibly think of to get this goat because I'm a failure. Seriously, in this moment, I feel like the biggest Failure. All I had to do was keep this goat for 24 hours until Jody got home. And I did not accomplish my goal. So I'm here, I'm alone, I'm playing goat noises, my phone's about to die. And I'm just like, so, I don't even know the word. About in tears, sad, because I know there's a lot of coyote, and I don't want this goat to die. And I'm like, I'm trying to save this goat. I've already saved it once from water. Now I'm trying to save it from Coyote. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, Lord, I I don't know what else to do. I've been out here for hours. I've tried everything. I've got the neighbors looking. I don't know what else to do. And so there was just me. And here I am walking back and I'm alone. And I'm walking through this field of flowers. And I just stopped and said, Lord, thank you. For all of this, I got to see this field. And I started to think about the one running off. How he'll leave the 99 to look for the one. And then I started thinking about moms who deal with kids that run away. Or foster families who have one that it's hard for them. They don't know whether they can trust you or not. So they run away. And I'm like, Lord... And thank you that my children are safe. I thank you that you come after us and you come looking for us and you come listening for us. And in this moment, that was really distraught. I was like, really? I started thinking and thanking God for all the things that I could think of because otherwise I was going to collapse. So I decided that I was going to have to do what I could, you know, put your whole boot straps on or whatever they say, put your boot, big girl boots on. I don't know, something like that. So I was trying to do that, you know, but I really did in that moment. I saw this field and I saw, started thinking about how he will leave and come find me and how when I find him, he won't ever reject me. And so the Lord and I had a little chat about this over the next few weeks because I was still upset. I'm like, don't even talk about the goat. I mean, I named this goat Emmeline. It was my goat. Poor Emmeline. I don't even know where she is today. Lord, take a moment of silence. (laughs) I don't know. It's sad. So anyway, poor Emmeline. But Emmeline taught me a lot of things. I want to stay where I can hear the shepherd. I really was trying to help Emmeline. And when I could see her, I thought I could help her. She kept running from me. Emmeline, don't do that. And so many times when God is looking at us and he's saying, I see you. I see you. Don't run. Please don't run. I see you and I know what you need in this moment. So he sees you and you feel helpless. I felt very Helpless. All right, so let's look at Luke 7, 11 through 16. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the, carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched and I don't know what that word is. The beer I don't know what that word what does that say up there? Yeah, that's a weird word. I'm sorry. I don't know what that word is. And the bear stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother Fear seized them all and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us and God has visited his people. Now, to me, over the years, this has been a conflicting, not conflicting, because scripture's not conflicting, but it has been a tension. When you think about Jesus was there and he was able to raise this son back to life. And he saw this mother, so he sees you when you're hurting. And I have to say that I've asked over the years, Lord, why don't you raise more from the dead? Why, why do we not always see healing? Why do we not always see this? The truth is, I don't see everything. And I'm also not Jesus. Jesus was walking the earth at that time. We do have the Holy Spirit. But what I do know is that he has compassion for you. And he knows what you need when you're hurting. He knows exactly what you need. And he doesn't miss it. He sees you. If you've lost children or you've never been able to have children. Let me tell you right now that there are many spiritual children that need spiritual mothers. You can be a mother no matter what. And there are many in my life. And many that I see in the church every day. He says that he brings the lonely and families. And God can fill those gaps in your life with people that may not be biological. But they will pour into you and sow into you. And so I encourage you to take that opportunity. See that opportunity. See others just like God is seeing you. Okay, so the last one. Well... Um, it's Matthew nine eighteen through 26. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can look it up later. This is about, um, the story when Jairus or Jairus, however you say it, Jairus is how I've always said it. So I'm going to stick with it. Jairus, um, went to Jesus and said, look, 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 my daughter is dying. You've got to come and help me. And Jesus said, okay, yes. I mean, can you imagine what that felt like? Yes, he's coming. Everything is going to be Okay. And so they're going along. Well, it says, it actually in this one said, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. Now think about this. We're going. Here, here we are. Jesus, come on, come on. My daughter, she's, she's dying. She's dead. You've got to come on. This is immediate. Like this is... If there was ever an emergency, this is it. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is walking and he stops because someone touched his clothes. I, if I was J I'd be saying, "We do not have time for her. Come on, we got to go. We don't have this is this is wasting precious time. You can deal that. Can, she's been dealing with this for twelve years. That didn't happen overnight. Now come on, you know, like you can deal with that later. But there's so many times when we feel forgotten, when we're we're along the way in Jesus, we feel like Jesus is coming. He's coming. He's kind of come save me. He's going to come help me. And then we see something happen in somebody else's life. And we get a little jealous. Let's be honest. But Lord, I thought you were coming for me. But you. did. Wait a minute. The truth is God has enough power and blessings for Everyone. So if someone gets a blessing, doesn't mean it took mine away. But sometimes we can feel forgotten when everyone around us is getting their answers, is getting their, their needs met, is feeling loved. Their marriage is going well. And you're like, but Lord, I've been praying for a year and a half for my marriage. Lord, what do I, I don't know what else to do. He sees you when you feel forgotten. Jesus never stopped going with him. He went on and healed his daughter. But he takes time for other things as well. He's got time for all of us. He has time. He lives outside of time, actually. (laughs) He created time, so he can handle it. But sometimes we forget and we feel, I know I do. I can feel forgotten, but he sees you when you feel forgotten. And then the last thing that I just wanted to kind of touch base on is that God sees all of you. Psalm 139 is um, a very special scripture to me because it reminds me that even if I don't open up all the way, he already knows says, Psalm 139, verse 1, Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become light, but even in darkness... I cannot hide from you. In your darkest moments that you do not want anyone else to know about. God sees you. And he doesn't see you to. He sees you to know so that you can know he's not going to reject you. He sees you and he loves you anyway. I remember um, when we were dating Jody and I. And even after, even when we were married, you know, you're getting to know each other while you're dating. And I'm thinking, if I tell him this, there's so many times I'm, I'm thinking, if he finds that out about me, like the real me, like, will he still love me? And so there are times when you need to talk to somebody because there's such turmoil in your heart. But you're like, that's so embarrassing. Like, I don't want to have that thought or I don't want to feel that way, but I don't know what to do with this. And so you don't want to talk to anybody about it because it's ugly. Does anybody else have ugly stuff in their life? Nobody? Just a few? Okay. Well, I do have ugly stuff in my life. And over the years, I've had to learn, and he's proven to me, that no matter how ugly it is, I can still tell him. And we always say to our kids and to each other, I always love you, always and forever, no matter what. And in my darkest times, when I'm struggling with anxiety or, or depra- anything, he's not going to reject me. He will love me anyway. And because of that, I've been able to learn that God loves me anyway. Now, I have to let my guard down for him to see it. But can I just let you free on this? You don't even have to let your guard down. You just have to accept that God already knows. You don't have to say, oh, by the way, Lord, I really hate to tell you this, but I, whatever. He already knows what you did. He already knows what you thought about that friend with that new pair of jeans on. He already knows. Now, there's nothing wrong with talk to him about and say, Lord, what is wrong with me? Why do I have that thought? Help me. Give me a clean, pure heart, Lord. I know that was messed up. Help me out. There's nothing wrong with that. But he already knows. He already knows how you're feeling. He already knows what you're thinking. He knows everything. He knows it all and he still loves you. So with that being said, I think that if we can understand that he truly sees us in every situation and he still loves us, in every situation, then we can read Ephesians 3 20 with a different light because we can say, oh yes, eyes wide open. Let me, let me calculate all the risks involved. Okay. There is risk in being a Christian. Can I just go ahead and let you know it's not for the faint of heart. Okay. If you, if you're not sure you want the easy life, the Christian life isn't for you. But I pray that you'll realize the eternal reward far, 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 far outweighs anything that we deal with here on earth. And so I want you to think about not just the risks. Yeah, sure. They come. It's not a safe life. Okay. But if you realize that he sees you in every moment, he knows you, he created you, he made you the way that you are, then you can look at Ephesians 3:20 and say Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So I'm going to encourage you today that as you think about how he sees you that you begin to see the future differently. Yes, there's risks. But his word tells us that he can do more in your life than you ever thought possible. And so I just pray, if I can pray for you today. And then um, Jody, if you want to go ahead and come up. I just want to encourage all of you to remember that he understands you. He gets you. He created you. He knows you. But he still says... There is a lot infinitely more infinitely more than you could ever ask for than you could ever think of than you could ever imagine, Lord. I just thank you for today, I thank you for this your word, I thank you for seeing us on this day, Lord, as many of us are are dealing with things lord maybe we 've lost our mom in the last year, maybe we 've um, don 't have the best relationship with our children, maybe. Lord, there's just so many scenarios that I can't even think of them all. But you see them all. And you know every person in this room, male or female. Lord, you don't leave anyone out. You don't reject anyone that comes to you. And so I pray right now, Father, that they feel, um, or maybe it's more of a knowledge, that they are understood. An acceptance that they're understood. Lord, that you created them special and unique. And no matter what their past looks like, that you're, the future for them can be infinitely more than they ever dreamed. And I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. amen. Thank you, babe. Thank you. <clears throat> She did tell me she didn't, uh, you know, she in a nice loving way, she did say, I got this, I got this. <clears throat> so I was like, wait, well, she's You're good, I went and bush hog yesterday, so that's why I look like Rocky. My eyes are all swollen up. I think I've inhaled, you know, a pound of uh, field dust, I don't know. But um, I looked for Emmeline while I was out there, never saw her, you know, I just, I looked, I looked, I looked. And believe me, I looked for that goat too. Um, but I think it's interesting, you know, what she said about that, I told her, she's calling me, we've come back. And my buddy Matt, you know, we were at the same funeral, a friend of ours who had died. And uh, so we were up in North Carolina. You know, I thought about something he had told me years ago that, uh, you know, we're, it's some very emotional time. It's somebody our age. It's a good friend. And it just stinks. You're mad, sad. You know, it just, I'm still I'm still frustrated, to be honest with you. Like she said, same thing. Dear, sweet friend who helped us tremendously in our own lives. And uh, she personally uh, affected us. Well, honestly, it was life changing. And so God used her in a mighty way, a great woman of God. And, you know, you pray, and, of course, I don't think a normal human would have made it as long as she did. It was that extreme. But she, you never, we never even knew. I didn't know how serious it was. And um great fighter. But, you know, we were there, and there's one thing Matt and I was talking about. I said, yeah, it just stinks, you know. And he's tearing up. I'm crying. You know, it's like it's just, you know, and my oldest kid's there. It's like, Dad, are you okay? I'm trying to be tough. You yeah, know. Yeah. Fine, fine. Oh, I'm mad, I'm sad, you know, frustrated. And, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, some of what Haley was talking about there, you know, it's one of the things he would always say. It's like, you know, things happen in life, but at least nobody died. And when you're a pastor, because you see it so much, you see the pain. There's a lot of stuff we all go through, but, you know, he would say, hey, you know what, but, hey, no one's dead. you got a flat tire, yeah, but could be worse. Yep, somebody hit your car, but, you know, that's so what I told Haley. She called me. We're driving back. She's like, honey, I'm sorry. And she's like, you're right. You're, I was like, I didn't say anything. I, you know, I was like, you, you got this. And she said, yeah, but I just feel so bad. And I said, you know what, honey, what I just saw, that go doesn't matter to me. Uh, as long as you're okay, kids are okay, <laughs> anything you found the kids first, that's, that's good. It's kind of important. But I, I, you know, I've thought about this story so many times, and i thought about the analogies that Jesus gives between the goat and the sheep. And you know, if you look at livestock, and I'm not a farmer, but we try to be one, there's a big difference in those two animals. They look alike, they act alike, but when you get them out in open pasture, watch the difference. You never see it. I've never heard of sheep running and jumping into lakes. I, you never see sheep take off and just run from their shepherd. But a goat? A goat's a rebel. They don't want to follow God. They don't want to listen to God. They're going to do their thing and listen. that She said, I don't I hope she, well, I'm going to you, she's, she was lunch is what she was. Emmeline was devoured by a coyote, I guarantee you. That, that goat, it was a prime, it was prime, uh, you know, what do you call it, like a filet mignon? Those cows that night were like, hey, we're eating good tonight, man. And so Haley, she said, it's like an offering to the Lord. That's what she said. It's just an offering to the Lord. You know, God, I'm just giving you this. We well, have to think, you know, you have to think about something, but I mean, it's the reality. My kids are singing The Lion King. It's the circle of life. But the reality is, goats and sheep are different. I'm just telling you, you can look alike, and you can sound similar, but they're different. It's what really counts, and what I was saying in your heart, can I just pray, with you? if you're here or you're watching on broadcast right now, today's Mom's Day, and we're about to let you go, and we're going to honor some grads, or grads in the back, they're getting ready to, we asked ask, ask a mom and made sure, like, hey, listen, we're going to do this on Mother's Day, is this cool? She goes, yeah, 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 it's cool. All the moms are here, it's a great time to do it, so, okay, but can I just pray for you if you're watching in here or you're watching on broadcast, between the two, can you just Stop for a minute and ask yourself a real question right now. When it comes down to it, Jesus said in the end, he will separate the sheep from the goats. They all look the same in the pasture. But only one will follow their shepherd. Jesus, Not but Jesus. And can I ask you a real question right now? The most important question you'll ever hear. Where are you at with that? It, are you sure you're in the right pasture? Are you, are you a sheep? Or, and I'm not talking about like, hey, you have rebellious tendencies. We all rebel sometimes. But there's a you know if you're one of his. And so if you're watching our broadcast or in the room, can I pray for you? Just close your eyes and bow your head just for a moment. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm not going to take you long. But if you hear you came with a family member today, someone drug you to church or they made you watch online. I don't know where you're at right now. But you say, man, I... I just don't know. I, I feel like that story a little bit. I, I'm a bit rebellious and I'm running from God. And I want to run to God and not from him. But I don't even know how. Haley just said, he sees you anyway. There's no sense in trying to act like it's not true. Just acknowledge it right now before the Lord. And let's, let's let him bring you into his pasture this morning. So with your eyes closed, no one's looking around. That's you. You're in the room or you're watching on broadcast. You say, Pastor, I need to come to Jesus today. I want you to pray this prayer with me. The whole church is going to pray. You're not going to be by yourself. But right now, where you are, just repeat this after me with the whole church. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today. And I submit my life to you. I submit my will to you. I ask you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me. In Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we are so proud of you. Right, church? Would you give my hand? So proud of you. As our graduates come up with Pastor Stephen and the graduates, you guys want to come on down to the front, um, I just want to encourage, if you prayed that prayer, or you're a guest with us this morning, we're going to honor some grads here in the next moment, but while you're, they're getting up here, if you're a guest with us, or you just prayed that prayer, we have a communication card. We'd love to contact you, get some information to you from the church, help you get started walking with Christ. It's in the seat back in front of you, or you can go digital online, connect.cornerstonehome.com. Fill it out for us. Let us know how we can help you get started walking with God. And if you're a guest with us, we'd love to send you some information about the church and get, answer any questions you might have. So, um, hey, would you guys welcome these graduates up to the platform this morning? Hola, el jefe. Como esta? Yeah, bien, bien. Gracias.
0: All right, Pastor Steven. Awesome, awesome. So, a very special note: Pastor Victor is also graduating. Um, <laughs> no, he's our he's our Van White you, sir. today. Thank you. So uh, we want to start off with our graduates from this end, going that way. Our first one is Amara Howard. Woohoo! Amara is graduating valedictorian from Model High School. Yeah, I was going to brag about Amara. Um, Amara has plans to attend. Where, where is your name? Has plans to attend Harvard University uh, and study in biochemistry. Uh, so what's special about this group of ladies that are up here, I actually took over youth ministry the year they were uh, sixth grade. So I've been with them the whole time they've been here. So it's, it's kind of sad for me personally. All right. Moving right along. Sorry, Amara. Right next to, next to Amar is Emily Casey. Emily is also graduating model high school with oh yeah. Okay. And with plans to attend Georgia Highlands and major in nursing and obtain her RN? Yes. So I don't know what the syllables mean. RN. It could be running shoes. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's Emily. Uh, next person that's up here is Magali. I don't know how to say your last name, Magali. Magali, what she said. No, Magali, how do you say your last name? Send the ball. See, you thought it was easy, didn't you? You messed with me. Magali is graduating with her associate's degree from Kennesaw State with plans, with plans to pursue her bachelor's degree in nursing at Kennesaw State. So, awesome. Uh, next one up is Alex Arnold. No, I'm sorry, it's Alex Arnold. First of all, Alex is our youth ministry intern here at Cornerstone Church. And Alex is graduating from Model High School and with plans to attend the University of Georgia. Go dogs! I know that would get some of you guys excited. To major in business with a minor in fashion, merchandise, or communications. And just on a side note, if you're under... Six foot tall, she is looking for you as a man, right? She wants a five foot, preferably five foot five individual or under. That's me and Amara's plan for Alex, just to let you know. All right. (laughs) All right, last but certainly not least is Angelie Uskatagi. Uskatagi? Angelie is graduating from Rome High School. I just want to make sure that's loud for all the Rome people in here, uh, with plans to attend Sanford University and major in pre-law slash journalism. Yeah. She basically has the gift of argument. So, no. <laughs> so, but this is a special day, not just for us here in English, but also Pastor Victor. That's his first daughter his oldest daughter that is graduating and leaving the nest. Uh, uh, so we want to make sure we pray for these young ladies and say congratulations, you guys, as you celebrate. We're going to pray for you guys. We're going to ask our Espanol pastor, Pastor Victor,
2: Victor to pray
0: for him. Here, you can take this. We're going to pray over these young ladies. If you guys would stretch your hands this way.
3: All right. How you doing, Cornerstone? Yeah. Why don't you just um, um, lift up your hand and let's pray for these young ladies. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your favor. Uh, In this day, we celebrate you, most of all, because of your gift, because of your love for everything that you have done for our life. Uh, We we pray for every uh, single lady right here that, uh, that have accomplished a lot. Something major, and they're about to enter in something even bigger, we ask for your protection, we ask for your grace, your favor, and that above all, they can always recognize that if there is something good in us, it's because of you. It's because you give us that grace and that favor and those talents, and even the ability to make uh, money, to make uh, uh, the whatever accomplishes or dreams that they have. We ask for your protection, we ask for... Um, a good ride in this uh, whatever years they they have ahead of them, and we ask God that you keep uh, walking with them as they keep inviting you to walk with them. We we pray for them and we are so so grateful for everything that you have done in their life. Thank you for our church. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: So let's give the ladies a one hand uh, another Woo-hoo! hand clap they leave. You guys can go that way.
3: And I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Jody, but before, Congratulations. I,
0: do, before I do, we just oh. also want to give them a hand clap, because they actually made it today. You know, the last time we did this, <laughs> they didn't show up. I just want to point that out, and we were up here looking stupid.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good to see. You know, you can say that. He's a youth pastor. So you can say that. kind got stuff. I would never have said that. They might not have taken it just so well, but <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with you. So, hey, well, uh, listen, I'm glad you came today. And really, you know, I just want to encourage you guys to have kids that are young right now. Can I just encourage you, like, if pretty much known every one of those guys, like Pastor Stephen said for years, and I've watched them grow. Um, you, you can't determine right now what's going on with your child based on where you're at and the season you're in. Uh, those, those guys, many of them, Different seasons of life, they've had to adjust and adjust to work to get to do what they're going to do. You can't, you can't determine the pathway of your child right now. A kid's a kid. Kids act silly. They do weird stuff. They're, they're kids. That's why they need parents. That's why they need mamas. And they need good, good people just looking out and helping them along the way. But just trust the Lord right now. It's okay. There's so much pressure out there right now to be, to do, to become. God will help them develop their path and get them on the right path of where they're going. As long as they love Jesus, listen, hey, as long as they're following the Lord, does it matter? Don't put so much pressure on them. Let God just do what they're gonna do with them, you know, and and trust him. But you know what I'm saying? Like don't don't beat yourself up right now. Be just relax. Mother's Day, take one day. I have a mom in here and just relax. It's one day. Don't worry about them, okay? Before you go, um, <clears throat> Someone's asking for the password. No, I can't share it with you. It's very simple. Cornerstone. Just enter that. It's very simple. Um, just share a couple of things with you before you go. I just want to say thanks, uh, to Sheila Bootsless and all the women's ministry team, uh, for all that they did yesterday. I, I, wasn't here for the tea party, but it was, apparently y'all had fun. Like, so here's some photos from the ladies. They packed out the, um, the, they set up in the lobby out there and just led wonderful time with these ladies and, Hopefully moms had a good time there with your, your kiddos and had some whatever you do there. But I heard the Haley said it was just great, ministry is great. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that time and that, you know, next time you get to go to the next one there. And so there's some photos, they're going to scroll through that while I share with you. Uh, last couple of things I want to share with you before you go. So if you don't mind standing uh, to your feet just before we leave, um, our prayer minister team will be down front and they're here for you. So, so I know sometimes we're here and like, I know you've got to go see mom and all that kind of stuff, but if you're here... And you need prayer. As our, our prayer ministers, you guys come down front. Uh, there's Miss Sheila. She's coming right here. If you really want to come up to her, thanks later or whatever. Uh, and her ministry team, that they're helping working together doing this. And I know it's a blessing for Haley. Haley's led this for years. And to have a group of ladies just step up and just lead. And uh, it's been a huge blessing for her. Um, as you saw her singing this morning, she's doing some different things. So I'm like, wow, okay. You're going to sing and preach? Like, do you like need me? No, I'm a mom. I don't need you. Like, it's basically, you know good. So, uh, but they're here. If you need prayer for anything, please don't leave without getting prayer. Uh, that's why we're here. And then one last thing I to say is you give, uh, this week, I was reading this and I was thinking about what Haley said. Um, and I want to share something. I don't know if this is for you, but I just felt like I needed to say this before we leave today, take like 20 seconds. Let me read this from Genesis. It's the story of Abraham and Lot. Abraham was rich with cattle, silver, gold. He was very wealthy. If you read about Abraham, When Abraham and Lot were together, they got so wealthy, they expanded their territory so much, the land could not contain the two of them. And so Abraham said to Lot, there became a strife between the two organizations, and they got in a bit of dysfunction. So Abraham went to Lot and said, You pick which area of the world or the land you want to go to, and if you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you pick the right section of the land, I will go to the left. Abraham just said, Here, you choose Lot. I'll go the different direction. Now I want you to notice something. Lot chose a land he did not know would become Sodom and Gomorrah and eventually become destroyed and evil. But Lot chose the only way he wanted to go. And Abraham took the other path, but God blessed his, no matter which one he chose, he was going to bless Abraham. And I just want to encourage you right now, I don't know if you're struggling with something, I don't know if you got something going on in business, in your, your finance, I don't know what it is, but I just felt like I needed to... To read this to you today and hear this. And it says this, because let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. The whole land is before you. Go whichever way you choose, and I will choose the opposite. And so it says this, that Abraham moved his tent, and he came to dwell by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Let me tell you something before we leave today. When you're giving. Don't let what you got going on in your own life affect how you think about giving to the Lord. The Lord will bless you. You don't have to worry about what other people are doing. Maybe they stole your account. Maybe they took your territory. Maybe they got something that was supposed to be yours. Hey, listen, if you're with the Lord, God will bless the land that you're in. You just trust what land you're going to, and he's going to bless. That's where he's going to bless. Elijah went from the brook. He went from to the widow woman, and everywhere he went, the Lord provided So, just, I just want to encourage you don't let that, whatever that is right now, get you. Just trust God. Trust God when you give, he's faithful, he'll always come through for you. So the way you can give is on the screen, they put it up there for you. Before you go today, let me just speak this over you, I think more important than ever, out of Numbers chapter 6, we'll put it on the screen for you. And I want to encourage you, as you maybe just take a moment to declare this over your own life right now. I'm going to pray it over you, but declare this over your own family before you leave today. It's from number 6, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, may he give you his peace man god bless you guys so much have a wonderful mother's day to all the moms enjoy yourself you're dismissed
0: we hope you were blessed by today's message if so feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else thanks for listening